We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Welcome to the Road of His Radio Weekly Recap where I, Kyle Dvorak, at FF Kyle Kid, take you on a tour through the last week in Rotoviz Radio podcasting. For those of you who don't know, Rotoviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Go to rotoviz.com to check out the site. Before we get into it, I want to remind you that even though the NFL season is underway, you can still get your Rotoviz NFL Pass for 30% off. This discount is for listeners of the podcast only, and it's available through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content, tools, and best of all, it supports this podcast. Again, be sure to get your 30% discount for an NFL Pass at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Let's get into it. The first clip comes to you from the Rotoviz Report, where hosts Anthony Amico and Blair Andrews break down the news from the past week in the NFL. This week they had guest Connor Allen on, and I just picked a few of their questions from No Shit Shit No that I thought they had great answers to this week. Take it away. Ben Watson crowds 7 of 10 targets for 41 yards Sunday in the Ravens Week 9 loss to the Titans. This is another uh, no shit for me because he's just has gotten a lot of targets and been able to do so little with them besides just catching them. So he kind of just sits in. You know, it's kind of the dump-off option there in the middle and catches catches the ball for a few yards at a time. It's kind of getting kind of getting standard for him. Jeremy Macklin secured 8 of 9 targets for 98 yards Sunday in the Ravens' Week 9 loss to the Titans. Shit, no. Uh, 
Jeremy Macklin is uh, washed. Alshon Jeffrey caught 6 of 11 targets for 84 yards and two touchdowns in the Eagles' Week 9 win over the Broncos. Shit, no, I can't believe this still happened. I was had gotten tons of questions about Alshon Jeffrey and playing him, and Akeem Tlaib got burned. Wentz is, Wentz is for real, but I don't think you can expect this out of Jeffrey consistently going forward. I mean, he's done a better job the last few weeks, but he's incredibly inconsistent. I'm, I'm still This is still one of the more shocking things of the week to me. Ted Ginn caught four of five targets for 59 yards and a touchdown in Sunday's Week 9 victory over the Buccaneers. No shit. Ted Ginn is now becoming efficient in an efficient offense, which makes sense. He still has the occasional drops like he has throughout his whole career, but he's been doing a lot better job with Drew Brees. And now with Willie Sneed being a non-factor, you know, he's playing playing a pretty big role in the offense, and I think that's going to continue throughout the season. Demarius Thomas caught 8 of 12 targets for 70 yards and a touchdown in the Broncos' Week 9 loss to the Eagles. No shit, I guess, but Demarius hasn't caught a touchdown in 16, 16 games. But the, the volume's there, and it makes sense. But he was due for a touchdown at some point. There was the play before. I think he got stopped at the one-yard line, and everyone was freaking out. But it was, it was about time for him, and the volume was there. He had to get in the end zone eventually. Orleans Darqua rushed 16 times for 71 yards and caught two of two targets for eight yards in the Giants' Week 9 loss to the Rams. Shit, no. Orleans Darqua is fine, but the offense or the Giants' offense is not good, and this isn't something that you can expect uh, going forward, in my opinion. T.Y. Hilton caught five of nine targets for 175 yards and two touchdowns in the Colts' Week 9 win over the Texans. No shit. T.Y. Olden is good, and the Houston secondary was super disorganized, and they're really injured and really not that good this year. So seeing him with aggressive quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, I mean, he's, this was a fairly predictable breakout game in my opinion. Marquise Lee caught 8 of 12 targets for 75 yards and a touchdown in Week 9 against the Bengals. No shit, Marquise Lee is the volume option for uh for the Jaguars, and Blake Bortles is actually looking competent with better game planning and actually being able to establish a run. So Marquise Lee is being able to do well as well uh, with uh, their improved efficiency. Some notes on that clip. For the Jaguars, if you go to our Air Yard Screener app and bring up Marquise Lee and the next receiver in the Jaguars, Alan Hearns, you'll see that Marquise Lee right now has a respectable 24% of the team's targets, but a really high 39% of this team's air yards, whereas the second receiver, Alan Hearns, has only 25% of their air yards and only 18% of their targets. For reference, T.Y. Hilton has 1% lower of the team's targets at 23% and the exact same amount of the Colts' air yards at 39%. Moving on to our next clip, it comes from the Road of His Radio, where Pat Corain and Sean Siegel had guest Pat Doherty on to talk about the new-look Carolina Panthers. Do you think we're going to see a faster, more dynamic Carolina Panthers offense, or is this mostly the result of facing a weak Atlanta defense this week? Yeah, you know, I'd say it's pretty promising that, uh, you know, the on-field results, like, immediately matched the rhetoric. You know, it didn't take two or three weeks or whatever. Uh, they did look more spread out. Uh, they did look a little more explosive. And, you know, it was a, it was a kind of a, a team Falcons defense that's in disarray. But even if it was, you know, kind of – schedule related they've got a pretty soft schedule going forward they have 
the Dolphins at home this week, then they play the Jets, then the Saints. We know the Saints are a little better, but yeah, I mean, what pretty pretty hard. I mean, I know it's one game, that's the smallest possible sample size, but yeah, I mean, it, I don't I don't know if it could have gone any better. At least going by the trade that is could have gone any better going by the Panthers' reasoning. You had Christian McCaffrey across the board set new new season highs. Uh, 53 of 65 snaps uh, new season high is not just in like rate stats, but also counting stats just so easily his best game of the year, you know, for that to come four or five days after the trade, I'd say is a good omen. And, you know, Curtis Samuel didn't bust any of the big plays, but he set a new season high for snaps. And I think he'll, I think he's going to be really good and like, well, maybe not really good, but at least an improvement in uh, running like those deep vertical routes they had Devin Funches running or, or they just weren't hitting any of their deep plays they used to hit to Ted Ginn this year and because all their seemed like all their really deep vertical routes down the field were going to Devin Funches and he just wasn't getting that separation and if there's one thing uh, Curtis Samuel should be able to do as a rookie it's get separation down the field so yeah I'd say for one week I, I totally bought it and I think it's Definitely a game they can <clears throat> build on going forward, considering kind of how soft the schedule's looking. You mentioned the snaps. This was only the second time all season that Samuel was in on more than 30% of the snaps. And you also mentioned the vertical element. In terms of different comps, you know, you look at our box score scout or listen to actual scouts talk about him. And Percy Harvin is the person he is most similar to, or at least was similar to, as a prospect how much should we be concerned about the overlap in the skills between McCaffrey and Samuel, especially because, I mean, you mentioned that that McCaffrey had, you know, sort of a mini breakout performance, which was awesome for all of us McCaffrey owners to see, but we still saw uh, Newton missing badly when he was open in the end zone, considering that Newton struggles on some of those routes that maybe they'd like to get McCaffrey and Samuel involved on. Is, is it a concern that there'll be too much overlap that they'll cannibalize each other in terms of uh, at least short-term fantasy value? I'd say it's not a huge concern. I mean, the skill sets are different enough that I don't think there'll be like a ton of over- overlap, but if you're going to have concern, it's that they're both kind of guys, you know, that need their touches manufactured and in the NFL, it can be hard enough to manufacture touches for one player. So then when you're trying to, when you have two guys who, you know, kind of aren't creating their own, their own space, their own looks, then that does become a concern. And I think definitely McCaffrey is going to, uh, you know, take the, he'll be taking the lead. I mean, he's going to be the guy they're working harder to get the ball. So if they have to, if Samuel can never create his own space and like they're having to work just as hard to create looks for him as they are for McCaffrey, then I'll be concerned. But I didn't see a ton of evidence of that so far yesterday. And uh, yeah, I, compl- I can definitely understand where you're coming from, but right now it's yeah, not at the forefront of my mind when I'm thinking about the Panthers offense. In reference to what they were saying about the skill sets of Curtis Samuel and Devin Funches, using Roto's AYA app, Ted Ginn in his two-year stint with Carolina was above average in AYA and passes beyond 15 yards to the right and to the middle while being below average on the left side of the field. Through his career in Carolina, Devin Funches has been just about average to the right of the field beyond 15 yards, above average through the middle of the field beyond 15 yards, and below average to the left. And of those three sections, his lowest amount of targets, nine, has come through the middle of the field. So I think if Curtis Samuel can even somewhat replicate the success Ted Ginn had, especially in the same sections of the field that Ted Ginn did, the offense could definitely see an uptick. This season, Ted Ginn's AYA when targeted to is above average in every section of the field except deep right, 
one of the many reasons to be playing him on a draft this week. Fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. Here's how it works. You do a draft that lasts for just one week, and there's no management. You just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Drafting takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part? Play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps, play in a real live snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season-long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime, just search Draft in your app store, and join a game in minutes. Or play right from your computer on PlayDraft.com. Whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into Draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code RVRADIO. That's right, play a real money game for free, just for using my promo code RVRADIO on your first deposit on Draft. Just search Draft in the App Store or go to PlayDraft.com and come play for free with my promo code RVRADIO. This next clip comes to you from the High Stakes Lowdown, where Eric Balkman has a High Stakes Fantasy Football player on as a guest every week. Enjoy. What's the, who's the one guy that you were, at this point of the season, that you were really happy to get on a lot of teams? And then, uh, conversely, a guy that you wish you would have gotten more uh, shares of? Uh, I'll go with the guy that I wish uh, I owned more uh, because that's fresh in my memory. There's definitely Le'Veon Bell. Um, there's probably plenty of times where he, you know, we, we took David Johnson. Obviously, you know, injuries, you can't account for that. Uh, but I, I was thinking Bell with that whole situation where he was holding out, uh, making rap videos during, you know, the preseason. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be one of those, you know, possibly wasted seasons uh, for him. But, you know, kind of like Allen Iverson says, practice do- doesn't matter. Um, so Bell is probably the one guy that I regret not, not owning a little bit more of, uh, especially when he was going like, in the main events, he was going like third pick overall uh, once the Thursday night game happened, and Hunt was going, you know, one overall. Um, the guy that we're happy uh, having at this point, uh, you know what? I, I don't know if we're really like in love or happy that, you know, any one guy that uh, we're happy with, but it would probably be like, you know, Melvin Gordon, we're definitely overweight on him. Uh, he's been a pretty good producer. Uh, we're overweight on Todd Gurley. Uh, he's another guy that uh, it seems like he's worked out. But I think it's more, this year has been more about, um, we've done a good job, I think, of avoiding some of the early round, uh, what we call trap players. Uh, so, you know, we avoided some of those guys like uh, DeMarco Murray. Um, you know, we, we weren't on, uh, you know, Devontae Freeman, you know, guys like that that we kind of uh, projected to, you know, be disappointments this year. We, uh, we have two more weeks left in the regular season for the Football Guys Players Championship and the FFPC main event. For those of the teams that you have, Nelson, that, that are sort of on the fringe of, of making the playoffs, teams that are you know maybe right in the middle of the pack that have a chance to, to sneak into the playoffs with a, a good couple of, of uh, next weeks, are you taking any bigger lineup risks or you know waiver wire risks in, in order to, um, to give that team a little bit extra of, of uh, you know explosive push to try to make sure that you sneak into the playoffs or are you just going to play them out how you have been? Uh, the majority of the season to see if they can get in that way. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's one thing that uh, Dave and I are going to be on the phone uh, all night tonight uh, and then pretty much all day tomorrow because, um, you know, this is the time of the year where we kind of did a uh, quick snapshot of our uh, team portfolio. And then in the uh, football guys, we're looking at about 111 teams that uh, still are in the conversation that have, you know, some are in, some have an outside shot of getting in. So those teams that have an outside shot of getting in, we, we're going to have to make some hard uh, decisions as far as the roster and, you know, what to do as far as, uh, you know, lineup decisions, playing guys with higher upside. That was guest Mike Kazuma. This next clip comes to you from the Road of His Mailbag which is hosted by Jeremy Hart, and this week the guest was Pat Corain. They're talking about A.J. Green, who I think is one of the more interesting players this year, because even though he is third in the NFL in weighted opportunity rating, or Whopper, from Josh Hermsmeyer's work on air yards, he's only eighth in PPR points, meaning he might have some room to grow. Here's their take on it in a dynasty context. Next one, dynasty. I'm an A.J. Green owner, but not a true contender. What can I expect to get for him in terms of player uh, players or picks? It seems like his market might be lower than it should be, despite the quarterback situation, the offensive line, etc. cetera. Uh, he's approaching the age cliff, and while I don't like to lean on examples like Larry, Larry Fitzgerald as outliers, um, the type that does like to get out from under a guy before the steady decline, if I can. Yeah, so I feel like if you're going to sell green for kind of that big um, prime level you know, like three first payoff or something like I think that's gone right now or it's just, it's not available right now. He's 29. He's having his worst season since his rookie year. Um, that's true. Actually, even if you throw out the last game where he was ejected, um, it's especially true if you include the last game, which, you know, did hurt people because he would have been in your lineup. So um, I don't know that you're necessarily going to be able to, to get that big time cash out unless you're, you know, if your trade deadline's a couple weeks away, he has one of those monster AJ Green games, which he can have. Maybe you can uh, get that kind of uh, payoff from a contender. Um, but I feel like that window's been kind of trending earlier and earlier. Like you might have had to sell him even before last year to get that kind of uh, payout. Uh, but having said that, I would still want a big payout to get. Uh, you know, if I was going to sell AJ Green, I, w- I would still want those kind of early first plus multiple mid first level uh first type of value um you know Josh Hermsmeyer had a piece this offseason that I thought was really good talking about how the wide receiver peak in terms of consistency may come later than we think those these years are actually i think prime years for wide receivers in dynasty 29 30 31 these are years that uh AJ Green who hasn't actually been like a monster performer He's never had a season above 20 PPR points. He's been that like 17 to 19 PPR points per game type of guy. I think he can hold that type of range up uh, for definitely through the next like three years, maybe four, four or five years. So I would be fine holding a guy like that. Um, I think one move, if you're getting a little skittish on green that you could try to do, you know, you're saying you're not really contender. Uh, I'd wonder about maybe trying to move to A-Rob plus 
right? If you got a guy with with Allen Robinson who's a contender, uh, particularly if you wait another, if you can wait another week, so at least Green isn't coming off an ejection, um, then you could try to move to uh, to A Rob there, given his ACL tear. What do you think about that, Jeremy? Yeah, that's good analysis. I definitely like that play there as well. This is an interesting one as well because I was faced with this dilemma. Well, not mid-season, but I, I contemplated moving AJ Green in a particular league this offseason. I, I opted against it. And normally this is the time when I would move a player like AJ Green so I could try to get, if not the three first round value, the at least two first, uh, uh, two first round instead of three first round and then plus another piece there. Uh, I still, I think I should have done it, but I, I didn't do it there, um, but yeah, the, 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 this is a tough one because there's no real right answer to this one. I really like the the A Rob play on that one, but yeah, I, I think you're just gonna have to wait till he scores some more touchdowns on this one. Closing us out is guest host Anthony Miko and host Heath Kruger of On the Daily with some contrarian thoughts on different games and teams to stack this coming weekend in DFS. Have a listen. I think I'm looking at spots that I I think there's going to be some some teams that people are going to really hammer hard in tournaments, and I'm really going to try to try to go the opposite way. So I think the first spot I really recognize that I think I'm going to go after is um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers passing game. You had mentioned before that Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, he had been uh, mentioned a few times by um, our, our mutual friend Graham Barfield on Twitter. Um, I think in the spot against a New York Jets secondary to wire – this team as a whole has been really quite inspiring given what they've done with so little to work with on both sides of the ball, but they still remain quite vulnerable against the pass. Ryan Fitzpatrick does have these occasional blow-up games. You know, he threw for 290 yards and three touchdowns previously this year against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and I know Mike Evans is out, but this could be a, a spot to where you could really go with a a really contrarian stack of, you know, Fitzpatrick, Deshaun Jackson, Adam Humphreys, or maybe even, um, you know, one of the other options that we just really aren't considering, maybe perhaps one of the tight ends in Cameron Braid or O.J. Howard. Um, I think that could be a spot to where, you know, you really get kind of one of those blow-up spots and you're not going to have a lot of people on them. Um, another one I, I thought was a little interesting and it has me hesitating a little bit more is the Tennessee Titans passing game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Marcus Mariota, I think it's fair to say he's been uh, quite a disappointment this season. But we still know that Mariota himself, with Corey Davis back, and you know all the weapons they have in that passing game, can be quite potent um, at certain times. So if you're going to get that passing game um, in a nice spot at a, at a low ownership percentage, why not just game stack them as well? And, you know, kind of like a... a really just buying into a spot to where you just you're not going to have anyone really looking their way just given just how many nice spots there are um really just across the board in so many other games so yeah all great stuff Heath and I, I think especially the Fitzpatrick play is one that is almost sure to be low owned just because I think that you know people see that Evans is out and they'll say well there, Evans isn't in so there's no way you can stack Fitzpatrick but I mean the other guys in this offense are still really good uh you know in the Jets secondary has Maybe been a little bit better than we expected, but still not great. And I think that that's definitely exploitable. That's a wrap for this week. But before I go, we have to get into the segment of 
book club book Rotovis book club, but for things I read on Rotovis, that's definitely the name. That's yeah, we established this last week. If you didn't listen, listen to last week's episode. We established a name for this segment. It was the thing I just said. Uh, so the first thing, the first thing I read is Todd Burroughs' best ball leaderboard, in which he breaks down the best ball landscape. It does a good job detailing how things are working differently in best ball leagues right now than they are in standard leagues. The other thing I'm reading is John Lipinski's Terminator series, where he details his journey through the FFPC's high-stakes Terminator tournament, where every week you have to get rid of a player on your team. Be sure to get to the end, where he has to choose which player he cuts. Easily the best part of the article every week. That's going to do it for this week's Road of His Radio Weekly Recap. You can find me on Twitter at FFKyleKid. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Road of His Radio Weekly Recap. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can always get a hold of us at rotavisradio.gmail.com and catch us on Twitter at rotavisradio. And you can always support the show by going to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast and subscribing with your 30% discount. Right now at T-Mobile, get an awesome iPhone XR on us when you bring your family over and trade in your old device. Because whether you have mom, dad, or a friend on your mind, it's a gift so bold and brilliant, you'll want to keep it for yourself. Most importantly, it's on us in six vibrant colors. Plus, with unlimited everything from T-Mobile, the awesome iPhone XR will have everyone snapping, streaming, and sharing to their heart's content all year long. But don't wait. It's only for a limited time. So visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE and get iPhone XR on us. If congested, customers using more than 50 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds due to prioritization. Video at 480p via 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers plus tax. Qualifying trade-in, port-in, service, and finance agreement required. Contact us before canceling our credit stop and remaining balance due. 64 gigs, zero down, plus 31.25 per month for 24 months. Pre-credit price, 749.99, 0% APR. One offer per account. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz summer event, like the 2019 C-Class sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz summer event, now serving limited time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.